0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of our podcast, Boss Ravioli Queens. We are Boss Lady Amy,
1: Nick Holy Ravioli, and Jasmine the Queen.
0: And we are three very real caregivers who decided we are going to spill all the ravioli on trending topics, healthcare, and so much more.
2: We've decided that we're going to cover a non-healthcare topic every other week as a form of self-care. After all, we live and breathe our jobs. Don't worry, we'll still have plenty of ravioli to spill.
1: We can't talk about work all the time. Sometimes we gotta be Cheerios because normally we're Fruit Loops.
0: On that note, let's get
1: messy! Warning! This podcast includes profane language, crude humor, mature subjects, and possible talk of bodily fluids. This may not be suitable for listeners under the age of 18. This episode is called I Don't Feel Safe. In this one, we will be talking a little bit about police br- brutality and um, some other things going on in the world with the police officers and everything. So... Sit down, put your headphones in, maybe you're driving in your car, stop and grab your coffee and get your donuts and get ready for this one.
0: (laughs) We're talking about donuts. Relevant, because cops eat donuts.
1: (laughs) That was the joke, Amy. (laughs) That was the joke. It's relevant. (laughs) That was the whole joke. That's why I said it. Anywho, let's get into it. So I just want to kind of reiterate about, um, honestly, what's going on in the world with cops right now, how I feel like a lot of people nowadays don't really feel safe at all Mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. the cops around. Like, I don't know about you guys, but a lot of times when I'm driving and I see a cop or if I'm walking somewhere and I see a cop, like, I don't feel like they're... There to protect and serve really anymore. Mm-hmm. No, most of the times I'm like scared. I'm like I'm like thinking, oh, are they gonna stop me for some stupid reason, or am are they gonna come talk to me for some dumb reason, thinking I'm like a sus- a suspect in something that I had literally nothing to do with, like. I I don't know. That's literally what I think about. I don't think about, I don't think about when I see them that, oh, great, they're here or whatever. That means like, you know, they're being vigilant and making sure we're safe, you know, like that's literally (coughs) not my train of thought when I see police officers anymore, which is really sad because they should be around to like serve us as a community.
0: So I have a little short story about that actually where I was directly affected by it was obviously not police brutality but it was not fun. Um so when I this was when I was like 16 um I was driving with my parents to choir practice and my dad had a rusted out Toyota Celica. It was supposed to be white but We didn't have a lot of money, and so it was, like, mainly brown (laughs) from rust. Okay. And it honestly was not, like, the car itself, it looked horrible, but, I mean, there was nothing suspicious. Like, my dad wasn't driving, like, crazy or anything or whatever. And so we were literally just going to choir practice, and this officer pulls us over, and he was like, um, your stickers expired. And my dad was like, no, um... He was like I have until the end of the month like to get it changed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like it's still good through the month. I just have to get it before January mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. this was in December. And the cop was like oh no, he was like there's a new policy. You have to get it changed by the 1st of the month that it's due. No, and my you don't. dad was like no, that's not true. So, the guy asked us to... Otherwise, it would
1: literally say, oh, you have to get it changed, like, December 1st, right?
0: Right. So, the guy asked us... Well, first, it was my dad. First, he had asked my dad to step out of the vehicle, and they, like, had him, like... Uh, they, like, frisked him or whatever. Like, he was, like, standing out by the hood of the car. And then eventually they asked my mom to get out, and then they asked me to get out. And they made my parents wait by the hood of the car, and then they brought me around to the back, and they, like, made sure that we were, like, clearly separated. Mm -hmm. And then they were asking me, they were like, do you know these people? And I was like, yeah, these are my parents. And they're like, well... You know, my my parents are um, pretty old. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm in my 20s, and my dad is in his 70s, or uh, almost 80, I mean, and my mom is in her 70s. Like, they had me when they were much, much older. And so um, a lot of the times they were mistaken for, like, my grandparents, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the person, the officer was like, Um, Well, they seem really old. Like, are you sure you know them? He asked me, like, a bunch of times, like, are you sure these are your parents? And then he asked me, he was like, are you lying to cover for them? He was like, you need to tell us, like, if you're lying. And I was like, no. I was like, look, I'm 16. These are my parents. And so then they called for backup. And then they they had more squad cars come out. And they literally called in like the the canine unit and they had the car like searched or whatever and then I had had a mint in um my mom had literally given me a mint on the ride to choir practice and it was like um one of those like lifesaver mint things whatever and the the package had, like, some white powder left in it.
2: Oh, you're not telling me what I think you're telling
0: me. Oh, I'm telling you what I'm... Yes. You
1: have got to be kidding me.
0: So, they, like, called in the, you know, drug dogs or whatever, and they had, like, the dogs go around the car and sniff the car and whatever. And so, like, these police officers, now there's, like, a good, I don't know, probably, like, four or five more like police officers there along with the two that had originally stopped us and again there's one standing in between me and my parents they had let Mm -hmm. me finally go back over like from the trunk to the hood so I was allowed to stand with them but I still had to be separated so there's one police officer with my parents and then there's one with me so we're like off to the side now watching them go into the car they're like completely gloved up they're literally they've got like tweezers and the guy picks up the mint package with the tweezers and he was like i found something and he comes over to my mom and he was like do you want to tell me what this is and she was like that's a mint like that's literally a mint wrapper and he was like why is it white Like, why does it have white powder? Have you never seen a lifesaver's mint? And she was like, "Because it was a white mint," and he was like, "Well, that's weird because normally mints are green."
1: No, they're not.
2: (laughs) What is wrong with oh? And she was like, she was
0: like, well, this one. Was white. No,
1: this wasn't police brutality, but definitely police harassment. Yeah, so then
0: he literally sticks his finger into the package, rubs some of it on his gums. Because that's legal. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, what if it was drugs? Yeah, and then he goes... Then he's breaking the law.
0: (laughs) Well, this was the best part. He goes, hmm, tastes like mint. So then my mom's like, yeah, because it was a mint. (laughs) And he was like, well... I'm still going to have the lab examine it just to be sure. So then he After literally, you
1: literally... What the fuck? So then
0: he literally mm-hmm. puts it into an evidence bag and hands it off and is like, make sure that gets to the lab. And then they were like, well, you folks are free to go. We didn't find anything. They were like, make sure to get that uh, sticker changed. Have a great night. And then we went what to choir practice. What
1: the fuck? I cannot.
0: So... I truly feel like we were pulled over because of how the car looked and it, it was is, well right for sure is. Right.
1: I don't know about any of you guys out there, but like I've had bad cars before and yep. I've been pulled over way more often in an ugly looking car yep. than in like a nicer newer car. Now that I have like a nicer newer car, um I don't get pulled over like I used to when I had like rusty cars or like older vehicles. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, it was horrible. Like, so many people told us to file a complaint with the city, but we were like, why? Nothing's gonna change. What is it gonna gonna do? And then, because my parents had been asking, like, who's your supervisor? And they were telling us, like, it doesn't matter. And so I, you know, I thought about calling to see, like, maybe I can file a complaint with a supervisor or whatever, but I was like, you know what, at the end of the day, like, the is probably going to be the one sweeping it out of the rug, mm-hmm. you know? Probably.
2: And also, I do believe, like, legally, if you ask for their badge number, they have to give
0: it to you. Oh, yeah, they, they were, obviously, I'm still here, so, like, I, you know, wasn't, like, harassed physically but they for sure were not being nice right Um, no like yeah that was that was I don't know so like I don't really have a great experience with the police
1: (laughs) um I don't honestly don't either so um this is a little traumatic but um So, there was a time when I was still trying to, like, kind of work things out with, like, my ex-husband. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And, um, basically we were, like, kind of separated. We had, like, our own apartments and stuff or whatever. But since we were still trying to work things out a little bit, um, I did end up trying to visit him for, like, the weekend. We initially went out, like, tried to get some drinks and stuff. Um, I didn't really drink because I wasn't in the mood for it. Um, he drank, though, or whatever. I drove home. Um, got to the house, and I had my new new puppy with at the time. Um, he said it was fine. Um, she ended up having, like, just a small accident on the floor. Cleaned it up or whatever, but... In his drunken stupor, he just got super fucking mad about it and basically flew off the handle or whatever and told me to, like, get out of his house. I'm like, I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll leave. Wasn't going to try to, like, you know, like, make anything worse or whatever. Um, went to go grab my keys. Um, didn't remember exactly where I set them out. Set them down. Um, saw them on um, the coffee table in the living room or whatever and he's like, he's like, I'll get him, I'll get him for you. And like, you know, with him being drunk and stuff, I didn't really trust him. I didn't want to get like locked out of the house without my car keys. Right. So, I I'm like, I got it and I went to like go grab them or whatever and as I went to grab them he literally grabbed me by like the back of my shirt and threw me across the kitchen. Um, and at that point I'm like oh my god, okay. So. <laughs> like, it's getting real. Yeah, so. Okay. <laughs> Basically scrambled to my feet, I was able to scoop up my, my keys and my dog, <laughs> and then after he did that, and already told me he wanted me to leave, and I was trying to go for the door, then he tries to block me from leaving. Of course. <laughs> so, at that point, he tries to come at me. I ended up kicking him. He fell over. Luckily, I was able to get out the door. Um... Basically chucked my poor dog in the car. Oh. <laughs> um Um, got in, the, got in the car myself or whatever. Didn't have really enough time to, like, lock my doors or anything before, before he tried to punch out my headlights and open Jesus my passenger fuck. door and punch me in the face. Oh, my God. So, um, luckily I was able to kind of tear out of there. Um, I backed up the car. Even with, like, the passenger side open, he fell over again. <laughs> Jesus. But um didn't really hurt him or anything like not really purposely just kind of like self preservation to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um so I ended up just going to my mom's. Um she lived not too far from where he was living. Um and I was driving down the road. He, apparently he had like the audacity to like call the police on me or whatever and saying that I abused him. <laughs> So, so cop pulled me over, um, told me, like, one of my taillights was out or whatever, you know, because they do that thing or whatever to, like, have some sort of an excuse because they don't know how the person in the car is going to be when, when they get called about, like, some sort of domestic situation. So I get Mm -hmm. that, whatever. And I was, like, worried. I was, like, almost mad because I'm, like, I just literally had this car, like oil changed and, like, looked at and stuff already. I'm like, my tail like, better not be the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it was just like, no, um, got called about, like, domestic situation, whatever, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And the cop basically, um, asked me if I came from there and I'm like, um, yes, it's, well, at the time it was, like, technically my husband. So I, I said, um, yeah, I came from my husband's. We were trying to work things out. He wanted me to leave. Um, he was super drunk, turned into like a whole thing or whatever. So my, I, my goal was just to leave. And he basically lied to the cop and said I was drinking all night and that I was like super, super drunk. So he was trying to get me basically arrested. Um, cop told me, um, asked me to do a breathalyzer. I agreed to it because I wasn't drinking and he gave me the breathalyzer. I blew zeroes. Right, because I was completely sober, and I'm like, "Have you been to the house already?" Like, I know he's plastered, and the cop was actually surprised when I blew zeros. And of like, and for a little background or whatever, I'm not completely white either, so, uh huh. So this makes it a little weirder. And he's like, he's like, "Oh well, why, why did you leave the house then?" And I'm like, because he was literally
0: punching because he
1: was like he punched me and like threw me across the kitchen and stuff. And I'm like, I literally looked the cop in the face and I'm like, was I supposed to stay there and get beat up? And he's like, well, no. And I'm like, well then that's why I left a bad situation. And they still asked me to step out of the car and arrested me and, um, took me to jail, had to call my mom to come get me out of jail for literally no reason I was in a situation that I didn't even start, (laughs) and I was completely sober, and he was not. What were you? And they still arrested me. What? Uh, Yep, they still arrested me for it and everything.
0: What did they charge you for?
1: Um, They just charged with, like, a basic, basic domestic or whatever, and honestly, the judge basically, I think, ended up, throwing out the case anyway because I was supposed to I was assigned a court date originally and then they just threw out the case and I didn't have to be there, so
2: So basically y'all, this is why but I But unfortunately the cops. But
1: unfortunately, now because of that, it is still somewhere on my record mm-hmm. as a domestic. Which if it um evolved anywhere farther than that, could have literally cost me my whole healthcare career.
0: Yeah. Yep. yep. Because caregiver background checks. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you can't be involved in anything like that. Mm-hmm.
0: Literally. Nothing. And initially, I
1: didn't want to be involved in that at all. I was literally just trying to fix a marriage that obviously was never going to work. Mm-hmm. Which now we're officially divorced, so doesn't work. So no worries there.
0: Yay! <laughs> Mazel tov. <for> the <laughs> Mazel tov. <laughs> Shut up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not trying to offend anybody, please. Don't. Oh, getting back on track from Mazel Tov and Shalom. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) So we wanted to kind of cover some police brutality and um, wrongful death by cop and all that stuff. So what better situation to talk about than George Floyd? Mm -hmm.
1: Probably one of the biggest stories out there. (sighs) Since mm-hmm.
2: what Rodney Rodney uh, King? Probably yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so I do want to point out first and foremost that. Whether he was a criminal or not, cops are not meant to be the judge, jury, and executioner. They're literally meant to go and arrest the person and take bring them into custody. Right. So whatever George Floyd was accused of, I believe it was using a counterfeit bill. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure that was I what it was. That was what the story? Then was. I had all the you know I we had all of the keyboard warriors out there. Oh well, he was a drug addict. He's a criminal. He broke into this girl's house and did this and that and da 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 da. Well,
1: that's. that's... That's not the point, though.
2: That's not the point. The point is that Derek Chauvin and the two other police officers that didn't stop him from doing these things literally allowed him to murder George Floyd. Since when is that legal? Oh, wait, I forgot. It's It's only legal when
1: cops do it. It's like, even if he did all those things, like, the whole goal for the police is to, like, prove that this is happening, arrest this person, give them this proper trial to where they decide what the consequences are going to be. Right. And not if, to basically, like, detain somebody and, ma- like, basically choke them out if when they're someone, not even fighting you back. If
2: someone says, I can't breathe, huh, wouldn't you think you would get the fuck off them? Right. There are ways to restrain people without cutting off and airways. They had, and
1: they, plus they had plenty of other police officers and back up there and he was one man well
0: right and there's no way he was gonna get up and start causing a right. ruckus when he was literally being pinned down yeah right like
1: right <laughs> yeah. like, i just i just don't understand why that happens to be honest like it and the sad thing shouldn't. about
2: it is that it happens all the time but cases like that are the ones that get publicized because it's death by cop right right and also the media does like play people against each other very much oh, so absolutely. very much so but then, at the end of the day cuz
1: that's what gets their ratings to be honest
2: it is um they have to be controversial mm-hmm. but at the end of the day cops are literally it's in the like their fucking job duties protect and serve mm-hmm. i don't feel protected ever Mm-mm. literally i'll be driving down the road and a cop will pull up behind me oh fuck am i doing something wrong literally
1: Like, that's what I worry about.
2: I should feel safe when a cop pulls up behind me. Right. Like, I shouldn't have to worry about, oh, am I going one mile per hour over the speed limit? Or, you know, something of that matter. Um, Yeah, so...
1: And like the racial profiling. I mean, it's yes. Really horrible.
2: Yes, and it's awful that people of color have to go through that because mm-hmm. literally everybody that I know breathes oxygen and bleeds red blood. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Right. Well, and like, you know, the story that I had told before, sometimes I wonder what would have happened if I was anything other than white.
2: Oh, girl, I don't even want to think about it.
0: Like, I I really feel that the color of my skin saved me that day from being detained, like physically harassed,
1: mm-hmm. physically abused. Right. I mean, I've had I've definitely had my fair share of like racial profiling. Probably not as bad as most because I'm very light skinned, mm-hmm. but still, like you it's just you catch it. Icky. Well,
0: right, and like the. The trauma, like, the things that that does to you. Like, mm-hmm. I literally, a, a routine, routine, oh boy, routine, <laughs> traffic, stop, like, my heart starts beating so fast, like, every mm-hmm. single time, no matter what it is, even if I know I was going, you know, five over or whatever, like, mm-hmm. I'm still terrified ever since that well, happened. You,
1: you don't know, like, what they're going to do, like... Is it just going to be a routine like, oh, you were speeding, I'm going to give you a ticket thing? Or is it going to turn into something else where they're just going to try to claim that you've been drinking? Mm -hmm. Or they're going to try to claim that you've been doing this, or that you've been doing that, or something else is worse. Like, so they can try to ticket you for either more stuff, or they can find a way to just detain you completely.
2: Right, mm-hmm. and, like, make false accusations. Right. So so often that happens. And, like, look, I know not all cops are bad, but there are quite a few of them that are. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking from not personal experience, but, like, secondhand account of things, um, I had a friend who I think was at, like, a park and the cops pulled him over as he was pulling into said park. Um, he had just, like, deep cleaned his car the previous day, like, got it washed on the outside and then shop to the inside, mm. like, cleaned it up really, really well. Like, spotless. And he was on probation, so obviously the cops knew who he was. Obviously. Yeah. And, um, they knew that he liked to partake in smoking the ganja.
1: So okay <clears throat> um so they were literally trying to catch they him they planted slip no
2: they planted fucking seeds in his car what pulled out a little baggie with seeds in it number one he was on probation and he never smoked in his car while on probation anyways look some of my friends were really dumb at that age. But he was actually rather smart for someone on probation. Right. So, um, yeah, it was just nuts. Like,
0: How do they even like manage that? I don't...
2: It's in the pocket. They lean over to like grab something, pull it out of their pocket, throw it in, and pull it right back out.
1: Mm-hmm. Jesus.
2: Or they simply leave it in their pocket, they're bent over, and they reach their hand in their pocket, pull it out as they're getting back out of the car, like standing up straight. It's not all that hard to do, really.
0: So they just wanted to catch him on something, because they knew who he was.
1: Yes. So I just want to relate this to, like, um, healthcare for just a second. So, um, with all the police brutality that's around, or whatever, like, most of it happens because police honestly just get their feelings hurt about... Or
2: they're uneducated.
1: They're uneducated, or they get their feelings hurt by, like, maybe somebody um, at a traffic stop that just doesn't want to cooperate with them, because... They know that they know the law, and they know what the cops can and can't do, or whatever. Or they get butt hurt because, um, somebody refuses certain things or whatever, or, or a civilian whatever. Knows
2: the law better than yeah. they
1: do. <laughs> yeah, like stuff like that. Or but, like, I want to relate it to healthcare a little bit because, I mean, for healthcare workers, we literally, we get verbally. Physically, um, emotionally, abused all the time, and then continue to protect and care for these people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why can't the cops do that then? Right, Like, right. what if we can manage being um, basically kicked or slapped or harassed or Spit been on. threatened, threatened, um, called fat, called names, mm-hmm. like. Why is it so hard for police officers in their job, in their line of duty to be like, suck those feelings back and be like, we're here for the people, whether they, whether they want the help or not.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. I also think, too, since we're, you know, kind of relating this to healthcare a little bit, it's pretty ridiculous when you call 911 for one of your residents and you clearly explain this is a group home and they still send a police officer. Like I've had like three police officers be sent before for someone who had a fall. You yeah. know, like mm-hmm. why? I, I I
1: believe that's oh for a fall. Wait, like or not somebody like called them or something?
0: No, like a fall or a seizure or things like that.
1: I think that's their job, to be there sometimes. Well, it is. It's, like, routine process. It is. It's
0: routine. They
1: always have to work with, like, paramedics and um, fire fire department.
0: But I think it's ridiculous when, like, I I understand when it's for something that's not within a group home. But, like, when it's in a group home, it's different.
2: And also, I would like to bring up the fact that sometimes police can agitate the residents if they're behavioral.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Well, like... And I've literally asked them before, I, I have asked them straight out, like, literally, what are you doing here? I'm like, the fire department's already here, the paramedics are already here, we have way too many people in this house, why are you here, please leave. Mm-hmm. And they have literally said, like, oh, it's protocol. Mm-hmm. Like, there are certain calls we get that we I have mean, to I respond can get, to. I
1: can get that it's protocol, but at the same time, like, if they're not necessarily, like, needed in the building... I don't know why they're in the building. Like, why can't you yeah. be, be
0: like waiting like, outside? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if it's one thing, if this is like just a normal house, whatever, right. it's not a group home. Mm-hmm. That is understandable. But when I have clearly explained to the dispatcher, you know, this is a group home. I'm a staff. Like, there's no family members here that are going to be freaking out. I already know what to do. I already know what's going on. I'm calm. Literally, this person just needs to be transported to the hospital. Why? Why um, do we need police there? Yeah, they, they make should it be like, worse.
1: They should be, like, standby. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I get why they're there, because, I mean, it's almost like...
0: Well, and they
1: have to in, kind of investigate everything, and they're so and, like, intimidating sometimes. the situation. Oh, I know.
0: And sometimes they're very rude to you, and you're literally just oh, trying. Oh, I to, got a story.
1: No, I know you do.
0: We're we're literally just trying to like help the paramedics figure out what happened, and they're standing there in that like. Stance like with their arms crossed, like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You are in my house right now. Right. This is my shift. You're in my house now.
1: And that's another thing that we can relate to healthcare or whatever. Um, when we're healthcare workers, like, our body language says a lot and it says a lot to a lot of residents, especially ones that can be agitated. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know why I, I get why police have to be um, intimidating sometimes, but that's like for. Like, criminal activity. Right. Right. Like, hardened criminals. They need to be, like... They should still be, like, family-friendly and inviting. (laughs) Literally. Like,
2: even if there are not children present, just because... You pull me over doesn't mean that you have to try and intimidate me from the get go. Right. Like, or like try and be a hard ass right from the get go. Like, right. I'm a person, you're a person. Just because you have a badge and a gun doesn't make me any less than
1: it's you. It's like, I mean, if I really wanted to, I could go to school for law enforcement and I can just, you know, become a cop too. But, would like, never. Right. I would never want to. <laughs> right. That's not something I enjoy doing. Exactly. Before you tell your
0: story, um, recently, well, not recently, but. A year ago now, I guess. Um one of my residents had a seizure that lasted for 10 minutes and you know of Ooh, course we called 911. One. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like the cops like I think like three or four cops responded along with like six guys from the fire department. So we had like I don't know 10 like nine or 10 people from like in a uniform one way or another in the living room. And, like, one of the residents comes out who has, like, the um, cognitive abilities of, like, a six-year-old. And she's like, hi, hi. Like, that's her thing. She loves to, like, be all excited and be like, hi, honey, hi. That's mm. her That's her thing. And they were like, ma'am, you need to stay back. And I was like,
1: okay, I you feel just like called
0: her ma'am? I was like, I she does like not understand police- that.
1: I feel like police need to be a little more educated on healthcare for sure. Like she does, I'm like <laughs> especially you, if they're going to so be working with healthcare people. You
0: cannot know. Like she doesn't understand what you just said. Stay back mean, means nothing to her. You're putting your hand out, she's probably going to shake it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like like I was and like And then he
1: and then how do you know he wouldn't take that as a, like a threat?
0: right like what are you gonna pull a gun on 80 year old six year old
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) right
0: like i was like i was like okay go back in your room i was like look the most i can do is tell her to go back into her room but i was like if she comes out like this is still her house i don't care if Mm -hmm. you're here she lives here like goodbye please leave Like, that earlier, when I was saying, like, I've asked police officers to leave the house before, that's one of the examples Mm -hmm. I was talking about. I asked them, I was like... because
1: it makes them anxious. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was like,
0: do you really have to be here? I was like, the lady who had the seizure, she's all loaded up, she's being transported, like, can you please go?
1: (laughs) I can think of somebody or whatever, a resident that I know, that freaks out at the fire alarm. I couldn't imagine if he had all the people in the house. No. He would... Flip out, probably. Yeah.
2: No.
0: Alright, Miss Ravioli, what's your story?
1: <sighs> I already know Buckle story. up,
0: folks!
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. Click um,
0: it or tick <sighs> Are you a cop? I could be.
1: But no, like,
0: I absolutely would never be a cat. <laughs> nowadays
1: it's more like ticket and you get a ticket and you get a ticket. <laughs> We're Oprah out here.
0: <laughs> ticket even though I don't know if you clicked it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: story time.
2: So I had this one resident who was in a uh, motorized wheelchair. <sighs> you know where I'm going with this already. You sure do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So said resident um, likes to tool around town in wheelchair, okay? It's a power wheelchair, whatever. Do you, boo-boo? Just don't let your wheelchair die. So, (laughs) oh, oh, I don't, I like, I hate this story so much. I'm (laughs) sorry. So I get a call from dispatch. Did not know it was from dispatch, but I was the lucky winner that got to answer the phone call because oh, my co-worker you. was busy with one of the other residents. So I answer the phone and they're like, hey, this is dispatch or so-and-so with dispatch. We have um, an officer dispatched out with one of your residents right now by this name, da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, okay, okay, what happened Is is said resident okay. <laughs> and she was like... Well, he tipped out of... Like, she made it sound like he actually physically fell out of his wheelchair. Was not the case. Far from it, as a matter of fact. So, um, basically, I played telephone, like the old child's game telephone, with this dispatcher who had just played telephone with said police officer. Um... So seeing as she made it sound like he literally fell out of his wheelchair, like his wheelchair fell on top of him or something, like there's seatbelts in the wheelchair, so buckled in. But I had forgotten to tell her that he was on a blood thinner. So um, for those of you that don't know, blood thinners cause you to bruise very easily and also can cause internal bleeding. hmm it's it's much easier for you to get internal bleeding with your on a blood thinner. So I called dispatch back and got a dude this time and he was like, I'll relay the or no, he said that the officer was on a phone call, and he would take my number, give it to the officer as soon as he was available. Okay, cool. Sounds great. Officer calls house. Um, Says that he left the call like 10 minutes ago already, and I was like, wow, that was fast. You got him back in his chair that fast? I mean, this is like a big guy, dude. Mm-hmm. A big
1: guy. And a heavy chair.
2: Heavy. Not just the chair's not the only heavy thing, okay? We're just going to say that. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like, it was crazy. So he was like, well, not me, but the, the bystanders. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, he's on blood thinner, so if, like, he fell out of his chair, or his chair fell on top of him, like, y'all have been telling me, which, again, was not fucking accurate <laughs> at all by any means. <laughs> Do you want to know what actually happened? Yes. He got stuck in a
1: fucking rut. There was no fall. So he just got stuck. He didn't even fall at all. Literally. Not so
0: he got stuck and called 911 on himself?
2: No. The innocent bystanders called 911.
1: Oh my God.
0: Oh. Yes.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. Well, if they were going to help him out anyway and the cop didn't do shit, right? why did okay. just help him out of the Okay.
2: <laughs> but here's, here's where the story gets really icky. Okay? Just icky. So I tell the officer, well, hey, he's on blood thinner, so he really should go get seen at the ER. I was like, you know, dude's his own guardian, so I can't make him, but needs to be informed, basically. Could have internal bleeding if this fall happened. And the cop was like, so you're telling me that I have to go back out and search for this guy, da-da-da, like, just goes off on me. And I, I was like... I apologize. That is my fault for not telling dispatch that literally three minutes ago when I talked to them the first time. So sorry. Like, fuck. I am only human, man. Like, come on.
0: Well, and not only that, but most dispatchers are also typically, like, emergency techs in the field. So most of them... Should know that most of them are smart enough to know what's your medical history, what medications are you on? Right. Oh, you're on blood thinners. Oh, go get checked out. Like that, th- that wasn't your fault.
2: No,
1: it wasn't.
0: And also, this person, their own guardian. They should also be able and to isn't say it that. It's usually
1: protocol for police to ask about ambulance and being checked out anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, you
2: see, the officer did ask if said person wanted an ambulance and said person refused. Mm, okay. But again, because said person didn't actually
1: fall! Right.
0: But most of, ah! the, but most of the time, they're like, oh, are you sure? Do you, you know, is there any reason that this could have happened? Is there any reason you need to be seen? Like, most of right. the time, they push a little harder?
2: Yeah, well, this guy did not. Dude's a total dickweed. Okay, <laughs> like, I'm still on the phone with him, and I'm like, I, I, I just finished, like, basically professionally bitching at him. Like, I apologize. I'm so sorry, da 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 And he's like, so you're telling me that I have to go out? And I was like, no, you don't. He's, like, five blocks away from the house. Calm down. Like, holy fuck. So then he's, like, well, how far away? And I'm, like, I just told you it's, like, five blocks, sir. He will be home in five minutes. He's in a power chair that has more than just the turtle mode. So he can go pretty quick. And he was, like, well, what's your name? And where do you – what's the address of the house? And I was, like – Oh, well, my name is, and then I even spelled out my last name. I was like, yeah, emphasis, sir. And, uh, yeah, that was that. But seriously, what a fucking dickhead. (laughs) I
0: cannot. I would have even taken the time to have been like, capital N, lowercase I.
2: (laughs) Don't forget, bitch, there's no H in my name, okay? (laughs) Mm Oh, Um. I can't though. Like, why do you have to be condescending and douchey to someone that you don't know that is a caregiver for a person that is a pain in the fucking ass. Plus it was
1: later in the day, let's be honest. He had nothing else better to do.
2: Right. Go well, sit right. at funky fucking Dunkin' Donuts and Speed Trap. Okay, right. have fun. Right. <laughs> or park
1: next to one of his cops. So, so you're, you're gonna, gonna go make right me ahead. go and search
2: for
0: him? <laughs> well, it wouldn't take you long. There's it really
1: one Right
0: <laughs> Well and also too, like we're humans, like, we're just normal people who both happen to be at work, like, can right. you not understand, we're both, both of us are mm. just trying to like, do our oh, jobs. Like, oh, I'm sorry,
2: you never forget anything? Right. Jesus, fuck. Oh, God. I just, like, I wanted to punch him through the phone. It really did. And so no they, they I wish would that arrest you and you'd existed. get charged and put
1: in jail. Not if it was through the phone. <laughs>
2: Wouldn't be grand me. if that yeah, right. technology
0: existed? Ugh. Punching through the phone?
2: Seriously, though, I would do it so
0: often. <laughs> I don't know. Could you be held responsible for punching someone through the phone? Could yeah. you be arrested? I'm
1: sure they'd find a way. I'm
2: punchy <laughs> with my words. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but no, um, seriously, though, like, we're all human beings, and cops are human beings, too. And the sooner that everybody, including the cops themselves, realize that, Um, the better off society will be. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, again, you don't know a person's situation. You don't know what they've been through, are currently going through, so on and so forth. Um, Again, our our current running theme, don't be a dick. (laughs)
1: Literally. Any other closing thoughts?
0: No. I think Nicole Ravioli said it all.
1: Don't
0: be a dick. Time to wrap it up. Wrap it up. Bye. Bye. This has been the Boss Ravioli Queens podcast with your hosts, Boss Lady Amy,
1: Nicole Ravioli, and Jasmine the Queen.
2: Thank you so much for spilling your ravioli with us.
1: Don't worry, we'll serve you more next time.
2: Until next time, go wash your ass. (laughs)